0: Proverbs 4, 18. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. <clears throat> I'm praying that we don't have special effects tonight unless they're spiritual But at the risk of that, I'd like to speak to you on the subject, Life in the Light. God bless you. Please be seated. If you were here a couple Wednesday nights ago, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. On Sunday, August 14th, I preached on the theme, Let There Be Light. On Wednesday, the infamous lighting show Wednesday night, I taught you are the light of the world. Last Wednesday night, I spoke on defeating the darkness. And tonight, from this passage and other scriptures, I want to speak about life in the light. The premise of this message and of this proverb, these two proverbs, is that there are only two paths in life. There's the path that leads to death in the darkness, and there's the path that leads to life in the light. You can live in the light or you can die in the darkness. You can travel down the path of the just, or you can stumble down the path of sinners. This reality runs counter to the philosophies of our world that promise a plethora of alternate lifestyles. They would say that in this age of alleged tolerance that there's many ways to get to God. That's what they say. I say that alleged because there's a lot of tolerance for everything but an intolerance to unrighteousness that comes from the people that live in the light. There's no tolerance for obedience to the word of God among many people in our world. I believe it's because of what the Bible said that light convicts and condemns the darkness. People do not come to the light because their deeds are evil. Now, the view that there are divergent paths that converge in eternal life is simply not true. You can't go down any road and get to the right destination of eternal life. That view is not consistent with the Bible. If you embrace a biblical worldview, there are only two paths of life. There is the path of darkness. There is a path of light. There is a way that leads to death in the darkness, and there is a way that leads to life in the light. Jesus made this abundantly clear in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. There's a lot of people that are going in the wide gate, the broad way. It's easy to go there. You don't have to think about it. You can go with the flow, give in to temptation. It's easy to go that way. It's popular culture to go that way. But the Bible said, these are the words of Jesus and his conclusion in the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 7 of Matthew. This way leads to destruction. But then he tells us why. Because straight is a gate, S T R A I T, it means narrow. In the Greek is stenosis, like the narrowing of an artery in your body. Because straight is a gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Now, in Revelation, we know that this few turns into a great multitude that no man can number. But in comparison of all those who just flow into that wide gate, the broad way, and go to hell, Jesus said, you've got to find this way, and it's through a skinny gate. It's a narrow way that doesn't have many lanes. It's just got one lane, and you have to stay on that path to make it to heaven. So I want you to see from the Bible the stark contrast between these two very different ways to live. We need to see life from God's point of view. Now, the Bible says that the ways of man are right in his own eyes. But just because those ways are right in your own eyes, I preached Sunday about the book of Judges. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. But Proverbs 16 and 2 said, The ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit's. Every man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. There is a way, Proverbs 14, 12 says, that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's repeated in Proverbs sixteen twenty five. Now here is the truth from the Word of God, that what you think is the right way to live does not matter. What I believe is the right way to live does not matter at all. What matters is what is true and what is right. The objective realities of the Word of God. God does not grade on a curve. God does not judge on the subjective perception of people. God judges on the objective reality of His Word that reveals His holy nature. What matters is that our ways please the Lord. What matters is that we get on the path of the just that is like a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Psalm 1 gives us a true picture of the contrast of the life of the just and the unjust. Psalm 1, the entire short chapter. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore... The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way, the path of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. This word way means just what it sounds like a way, a path, a road that you go down in life. And there is a difference in where you end up in eternity, depending on which path. You choose in life. So I want to focus tonight on the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, especially verses 14 through 19, but I'll give you a little background before there. There is a right path of life. I think you already know that. And that path is one of increasing spiritual light. We need to stay on that path, get on that path, stay on that path until we realize our eternal reward In the city where the Lamb is the light, and there is no night at all. So let me give you a little overview of the amazing book of Proverbs. You know, most of these Proverbs were a collection of sayings by Solomon. He wrote many, many Proverbs. It's a handbook on life and wisdom. The New Testament writer James told us that if you lack wisdom, you should ask of God. And he gives to all men liberally, and he upbraideth not. But James said, if you ask, ask in faith, nothing wavering. Don't be uncertain or ambivalent about what you're asking for. If you want the wisdom of God in your life, then you need to choose wisely when you make decisions and when you choose the path of life. Let him ask in faith, nothing nothing wavering. For he that wavereth in his faith and asking for wisdom is like a wave of the sea driven of the wind and tossed. It's not like a normal wave. It's a wave that's been disrupted by the wind. And you can see that wave exploding into the sky with the wind and into foam everywhere. If you've ever seen that, it's pretty cool, but you don't want your life to be like that. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. So you can ask for wisdom, but you need to be committed to living a life life of wisdom. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't want one thing today and another thing tomorrow. James said you need to ask in faith and be committed to a life of wisdom. But getting wisdom is not just a prayer request that God answers one day. Now it seems like God gave wisdom to Solomon because he did not ask for riches or the death of his enemies. God gave an, a dimension of wisdom to Solomon. But according to the Bible, wisdom is accumulated if you search for it, Proverbs 2:1, My son. If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear into wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, Yet if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice after understanding. If thou seekest her as silver and search for her as for hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So wisdom is something you must pursue. You ask for it. You dig for it. You apply it to your life. And this wise life that is depicted in the book of Proverbs describes in many places these two ways. The way of wisdom. Proverbs 4 speaks about this. Solomon says, My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instruction. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are your life. Now in Proverbs 4, Solomon gives a contrast of the way of the wicked and the way of the just. The path of the just is one of increasing light. The path of the wicked is one of descending darkness. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 4. Verses 14 and 15. Solomon is very emphatic to his son about avoiding avoiding the path of the wicked. He basically says, don't go there. Proverbs 4.14. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. Six times in two verses, he's repetitive in saying, don't go there. Four times in verse 15 alone. In Proverbs 1, and I won't take the time to turn there, just highlight a few phrases. But in Proverbs 1, verses 10 through 15, the writer Solomon talks about this path. He said, be careful when anybody invites you. Come with us. We're going to lay wait. We're going to rob a person. He said, these people, he said, I'm telling you, my son, do not walk in the way with them and refrain your foot from their path. You've got to not walk in that darkness. In Proverbs 2, verses 10 through 15, Solomon warns his son again about wisdom entering his heart and knowledge being pleasant. And discretion preserving him. And he said it will deliver you from the way of the evil man. Who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. They rejoice in evil. They delight in the frowardness of the wicked. Froward means to turn aside. Whose ways are crooked and their paths, you know, and froward in their paths. So Solomon says... There's a, there's a wrong road to go down. Don't go there. Don't go near there. Don't look down that road. He's pretty redundant in the way he does this. He repeats these words over and over. Again, Proverbs 4, 14, 15. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not in the way of the evil man. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. So let's look at three particular things he says. And again, he's kind of driving this point home. He says, enter not into the path of the wicked. Don't even get started down that way. The Bible said that we should be uh, wise concerning good and simple concerning evil. So we should not really even go down this road at all. The greatest testimony that a person can have is that they did not even start down that path of darkness of the wicked. The greatest deliverance in your life is not that God brought you back from that path, but that God kept you from that path. I know many of you have a testimony that you had gone down the wrong road in your life and the Lord brought you back. And we celebrate that testimony. But how much better, how many fewer scars are there if you never go there So Solomon is saying, don't go there at all. Amen. In other words, he says, don't even peek down that path. Then he says, go not in the way of evil men. Again, I told you it's redundant on purpose, but it's the Bible. So if the Bible's redundant, I guess I should be too. I'm gonna teach through this passage. So he says, if you're foolish enough to stand at the entrance to the way of the wicked, if you're curious enough to peek down the path, stop right there, don't go down that path. Avoid it, and then don't go there. Hit the brakes, back up, back out, put your life in reverse, do an about face. Don't go down that path. Verse 15, when there are four of these repetitive phrases, avoid it. Anybody getting this idea? The New Living Translation says, don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away. Keep moving. So Solomon says this is the best practice. And six times in two verses and four times in verse 15, he tells you to not go down the wrong road. Avoid it, pass by it, turn from it, pass away, or keep on moving. At all costs, avoid going near the path of the wicked. And if you get near it, here's what you'll find. There's all kind of enticing advertisements for you to come on in. Come on down this road. There'll be signs that say things like, shortcut to success. Try this. The road to pleasure. Try this. A shortcut to success is what Satan offered Jesus. In his temptations in Matthew 4, Luke 4, the devil took Jesus to a high mountain. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, all these things I will give you. All you've got to do is bow down and worship me. I'll give them all to you. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to experience that pain. But Jesus knew that one day the kingdoms of this world would become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he would reign forever and ever. And Jesus, according to Hebrews 12 and 2, endured the cross, despised the shame. Satan's bait offered Jesus a way to, to bypass the cross, a shortcut to success. And often that is Satan's advertisement to go down this road. This is an easy path. Remember Jesus said it's a really big gate. Easy to find. It's a really broad way. You can choose the fast lane or the slow lane. But there's no, no resistance to going that way. Just go. And that was what Satan offered Jesus Christ. Tempting him for a shortcut to success. For Moses... Satan offered him, we don't know the details, but the pleasures of sin, staying in Egypt, perhaps being a pharaoh or a prince in Egypt, staying there. But the Bible said in Hebrews 11 that Moses chose rather the affliction, to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That's how long... The pleasures of sin last. And then you become a captive, a slave to sin, and cannot walk away. Moses had respect to the recompense, the payoff of the reward. So this, this path of darkness, this path of the unjust, has an invitation that this is a shortcut. It's a paved road. It's not a difficult way to live. It's a shortcut, it's easy, and all you have to do is come on in and come on down. This living for God road is painted by Satan to be long and winding and rough and difficult and challenging. Amen. To people who are single, Satan says, Why should you maintain your virginity into marriage? You can enjoy the pleasures of physical union now. To married people, Satan says that stolen waters are sweet. Solomon wrote about this in Proverbs 9. That a wicked woman would say to the simple, turn in here, stolen waters are sweet, bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But Solomon said, the man who fell for this himself, that the dead are there, and her guests are in the depths of hell. If you go down that way, it leads to death every time. To business people, Satan might say, cheat a little here, cook the books there, other companies do it, inflate the prices, cut corners on quality, pad the labor charges, lie just a little, compromise, light, you get the picture, right? Calling life in the darkness the path of the wicked sounds a little harsh, but it is not just an alternate lifestyle. There are just two paths, and we're on one or the other. Life in the light is one of diminishing darkness and increasing light. Solomon describes life on this path, Proverbs 4, 16. Excuse me, he describes life on the path of darkness. I'm getting to my verse 18, but I want to go here first. Pardon me. He talks about these wicked people. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause someone to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. Verse 19, I'm skipping this path of the just verse. Verse 19, the way of the wicked. Is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. You've done it before. In the night, you didn't remember that chair was there. It was just dark. It wasn't intentional. You just stumbled there. But then the path of the just this life in the light. Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more to the perfect day. Now this is an amazing verse of scripture because Solomon paints a very vivid picture of something we've all seen and will never forget and every time we see it, it's a miracle and it's beautiful. Solomon is painting a word picture. It is That the path of the just is like the rising of the sun. The sun is below the horizon. It's a faint orange glow, barely visible. I want to show you a series of pictures. I think they'll be on the screen behind me. I took them on the Georgia Coastal marsh, Marsh at Kilkenny Marina, Richmond Hill, in December of 2007. Their list a little bit grainy, but if you'll go back, let me see. I think we're already in the light there. Go back, back, back. Sorry. Thank you. So this was amazing to me, but this is the imagery of this verse. That when you first come to God, it is like the sun that is peeking up over the horizon. So you can just kind of go through those pictures and see. At first, the righteous life may not seem vastly different from the path Of the wicked. But more quickly than you can imagine, the sun begins to burst over the horizon and the darkness begins to give way to the dawn. Light, you know how it does? It begins to chase away the shadows. Some of you know I'm an outdoorsman and and it's amazing to see when the sun is coming up and you're sitting in the woods in the dark, or if you're there in the evening and the sun is going down, how things quickly change. And in the morning, things that you're not sure about begin to appear. And as the light shines on them, you realize what it really is, just as it happens in the opposite at night. Objects that are obscure in the dark take shape and color and have depth. I remember early one morning, I knew exactly where I was supposed to go, I thought. But I just made a little slight turn onto the wrong ridge. Yes, I did. And it's different in the dark. The image of the sunrise is what Solomon sees in this verse that the, the life, the path of a godly person, the path of the just, is like a shining light. But he says about this life in verse 18 that it shines more and more, not less and less. Living for the Lord gets better, not worse. This path is a shining light, and it shines more and more. It makes more and more sense the longer you serve the Lord. The light shines, it says, unto a perfect day. And this is an imagery, a picture that Solomon is painting of the sun at its apex at high noon, that it is bright as it's going to get, Amen. Living in the light and walking down the path of the just will eventually bring us to the fullness of day. This is life in the light. It is a a shining light. Now, you could say, if you're reading this verse, I want you to think about this for a minute. Why would the Bible say the path of the just is a shining light? I thought all light shined, right? But if you, if you read it in the original, this is the New Living Translation on the screen, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Remember that picture you saw first. That at first, and it's amazing compared to darkness, but then it shines more and more. Brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been disappointed in something that got worse and worse instead of better and better? Don't nudge your spouse right now, that's a choice. You know, maybe you got a new car or newer car, new to you. And you know how it is. At first, you're so excited and this is new and you're so careful, but then you get a door ding and a windshield crack from a piece of gravel flying off I-75. And after a while, the new wears off of whatever that is. And it brings you less and less joy. That is the nature of just about everything in this life. Amen. Think about how many things in this life get better and better. There are some things, but not many things. But Solomon is telling his son that the path of the just is like a shining light. At first, your life may not seem that much different from the person in the world. But as you live for God, this light gets brighter and brighter. And your life gets better and better. I have observed that people who walk in the light are blessed of God in more ways than they can count. Amen. He loads us down with benefits. Amen. God begins to bless you as you walk in the light. And as you walk in the light, as He is in the light, it's it's brighter and better as you walk with the Lord. I remember a really old song. It was old when I was a kid. Talking about the Lord, that it is sweeter as the days go by. Pardon me. You know, I was raised in the church, but filled with the Holy Ghost when I was eight, baptized when I was eight years old. So I'm a church kid, right? But I look back on my life, and I've often contrasted the life of my dad's kids and the life of my uncle's kids, who were raised by a father who let all the hurts of their family drive him to bitterness, to be an atheist to walk away from God, multiple failed relationships. And the main difference is, that, not that my dad was better, certainly not smarter and more inventive than my uncle, but, but he got in the church. That's all he did. He just got on a different path. And if you go all the way back to the beginning, maybe their lives didn't seem that they were in such sharp contrast. But one life descended into more and more darkness, and the other Life was more and more lighted, shines more and more unto the perfect day. Praise God. Jesus said to while the light is with you, walk in this light. Amen. Lest the darkness come upon you and and it walks in darkness, doesn't even know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of Of light. Amen. So life in the light, it shines more and more unto a perfect day. It drives away the darkness of ungodliness in our lives. And this process, you can call it sanctification. You become holy as He is holy. Now, when you repented of your sins. We're baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and consummated the process of new birth, God declared you righteous. He justified you. He made you just as if you'd never sinned. But at that point in your life, it was sort of like the sun peeking over the horizon. There was light. But there's probably still a lot of darkness in your life. Habits and words that came to your mind and out of your mouth. And attitudes that needed to change. And habits that needed to be broken. But as you walk in the light. It shines more and more. And darkness cannot stop the light. So I'm saying that if you will walk with the Lord. And walk in this light down this path of the just. The Lord will work in your life to deal with sin and cleanse it out of your life and make you like Jesus Christ. Hang in there. Don't get discouraged and fall off this path and take the divergent path. Stay in this path. This is life in the light. This process of actually becoming holy as He is holy. Amen. So I just want to reiterate that you cannot live in the light and perpetually practice darkness. I've heard people in my life say, you know, I've come to the place of spiritual maturity, but I can do this and this and this, and it doesn't bother me at all. To the pure, all things are pure. Well, that's actually called delusion. Believing a lie to be damned. Things that you laid down to be saved, now you've picked up in your holiness? what are you thinking? A little sip of this and a little indulgement in that risque behavior and a little flirtatious discussion and some inappropriate media. That's not on the path of the just. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more on the screens, Proverbs 4.18, just want to highlight the last phrase, but we'll read the verse again. But the path of the just is as a shining light. So when you see that shining light, think of the first rays of sunlight at dawn. But it shineth more and more until noon or its full apex of the day. Perfect day. How many of you had a perfect day today? Can I see your hands? It was just a perfect day. God bless you. One perfect day. Yeah, there's another one perfect day. (laughs) Man, this day was perfect. Now you have to be a perfectionist to know what that really means. But remember this, what this. What is the word picture that Solomon is drawing? Sunrise, the sun has risen, right? Peaked over the horizon. Shine more and more to the perfect day. Now the sun is at its zenith, the apex. And it's as good as it's going to get. Shadows are gone. Sun has illuminated everything under its influence. Now here's what I know about us, about me. You and I are not perfect, but it's the path itself that banishes the darkness in our lives. It's not because we're so good, but it's because He is good and His light is shining in our life, making us more like Him. Amen. It says daily obedience, daily small choices, daily time with God in prayer and His Word. The discipline of fasting. This path is a process. Pentecostals are accused of being emotionally oriented. It's all about the experience. How you feel. Some people enjoy what they feel when they come to church here. And I thank God they feel something. But this is not about a touchy-feely life. It is about a relationship that has the blessing of power and joy, amen, that is unspeakable. We enjoy that experience, but along this path, it's a process. It's daily. But as you're walking in the light, as he's in the light, this, this path of the just, it shines more and more, amen, turns our sin-darkened souls, transforms us into children of light. And when that full day has come to us, the Bible said, Jesus said, that the righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Now on a typical day, once the sun reaches its zenith, as high as it's is gonna get, right, the apex, what begins to happen? The 24-hour day, approximate 24-hour day, the sun begins to decline, right? Declining toward evening, shadows, darkness. The cycle is repeated over again. But this is where the metaphor ends and the kingdom truth stands. Because in Solomon's description of this light that shineth more and more to the perfect day, When it gets to the perfect day, it does not decline. There are no evening shadows. There is no darkness. There's no twilight, no sundown, no night. It's what the Bible describes in Revelation 21 and 22. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty, and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Revelation 22 and 5. And there shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Your life may end at death here, but if you have eternal life, the sun never sets, the shadows never come, this light shines more and more until the perfect day that God has promised us in eternity. So this proverb describes two vastly different paths. The path of the sinner and the path of the saint are not the same path. And you can't walk down both paths simultaneously. You're either on the path of the wicked or the path of the just. You're either descending into the darkness of sin or you're walking into the light of righteousness and eternity. These two paths lead to two vastly different eternal destinations. The path of the wicked leads to destruction and the path of the just to eternal life. And along this path, there is really no rest stop. Now, I know you may rest. I'm not talking about Sabbath or rest, but there's no place along this life that you can kind of feel like you've arrived because it's a continual... Life of serving God as long as you're here. So there is really no place for the Christian who thinks they've reached full maturity to set their posterior on a park bench and quit plodding down the path of the just. So I just want to ask you, are you... Are you on this path? And if you are, are you walking in the light? Are you stepping toward your eternal destiny? The path of the just is the shining light. Now the Bible is clear in 1 John 5 and 7 that God is light. The last phrase of this verse. And in Him is no darkness at all. And that if we walk in the light, verse 7 As he is in the light, from last week I spoke about this, we have fellowship with one another and his blood cleanses us from all sin. You're going to see a time lapse on the screen. I'd like for you to stand. When Jesus found you, there's no telling how much darkness was in your life. I told you I was a church kid. And I was, but I am saved by the same grace of God that saved the deepest, darkest sinner watching online or standing in the house. We were blinded, our minds were blinded to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. But then there was this light, John 1 and 5, and the light shined in the darkness and the darkness could not stop it. Paul wrote that God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. As you walk in the light, the light of God's word shines and gives you an opportunity to cleanse the dark areas of your soul. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin, right? The Bible said that. Jesus said that. If you don't keep walking in the light, I've learned that old darkness will creep back into your soul. So my admonition, that's a Bible word, Christian word, right? My challenge to you today, encouragement, is to just stay on the path of the just and live this life of light. It doesn't get darker, it shines more and more to the perfect day.